today on the Tearsheet Podcast. It's been massive. So, you know, it's interesting you brought up, you know, the the solution, right? So in normal times, right, pre-pandemic, we know that about 70% of expenses happen while people are traveling. So it was an incredibly natural uh, kind of transformation to get into payments and to, into expense management powered by a fintech. I can talk about why powered by a fintech is much more um, user-friendly than a traditional model. But basically, um, it's a no-brainer to add the virtual card into the travel product. It's, it's complimentary. You get a rebate back on your spend, and you automatically reconcile all of your travel payments. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Embedded finance is a recurring theme in our coverage on Tearsheet, on our website and here on the podcast. With APIs and banking as a service platforms, firms in all kinds of industries are getting into finance, and that's the storyline here today. Trip Actions is an innovative business travel and expense platform that continues to evolve to serve its customers. That meant launching its own travel agency, and it also meant launching Liquid, Trip Actions' own payment solution that ties employee spending into its software and includes corporate cards. Michael Sindesic is the general manager of Trip Actions Liquid and was one of the first employees in the company. Michael joins me on the podcast to discuss the firm's growth trajectory and how that impacted why the firm launched a payment solution. We also discuss the uptake of Trip Actions Liquid and where the firm is headed in the future with its fintech aspirations. Michael Sindesic is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Hey there, I'm Michael Sindesic. Um, I'm the general manager of Trip Actions Liquid, which is sort of a company within the uh, the broader company. And I've been with Trip Actions for about five years. Uh, I was brought on originally as the first kind of sales and go-to-market person. Uh, it was me and you know five other engineers and a designer and, and our two co-founders. Um, and you know, helping to scale and, and build out the sales teams at Trip Actions and sell our first products to commercial or smaller sized accounts, and then moved up to mid market and eventually enterprise. And uh, over the last, I would say, year and a half or so, uh, I transitioned over to Trip Actions Liquid, which was a new product that we were incubating within the company. Um, and are now, now I'm focused on scaling that and bringing it to market and uh, continuing to expand. Uh, from a product operations, um, marketing, CSM, uh, and sales perspective. So, so I know the company is, you know, in, in growth mode. So, it, I'm sure you have stories about the, what a wild ride it's been. Um, can we start with talking about Trip Actions itself, what what the company does, and then move into Liquid and and why that formed within the company? Certainly, yeah, and it, it's a it's a compelling journey. So. Uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago, or when we when we had started, we really started with um, thinking about what is a better way to book corporate travel. I think a lot of us early on had worked at other companies. Our founders certainly had traveled um, with their previous companies all around the world, and it was always a, a, a pain when booking corporate travel. And it's super easy when you book personal travel, right? When you're using sites like Expedia or Kayak or, or some of the others out there. And so Trip Action started with building a, a better booking app, which was mobile first, um, along with a web app in order to book your corporate travel and connect with a, a travel agency and, and be on your way and have a more consumerized type experience. And then very quickly, 
um, we realized that we need to also own the support uh, and the travel agents. So we actually hired and built our own travel agency instead of doing a model um, kind of like a concur where you might have a booking tool, but you pair with another agency. We wanted mm -hmm. to own the entire experience to have much more fluid, seamless experience. So if a traveler's struggling in the app or they're searching for a specific flight and they call support, support knows exactly what they're doing and they can help them um, really quickly. So that's that's kind of what we built on the corporate travel side. And then as we started to go up market, we needed to build our agency globally. So we've opened up a bunch of different offices and, and have what are called um, PCCs in, in various countries in order to support local inventory at the best prices, at the right currency that you need to support um, around the world. So really becoming our own full-fledged travel management company along with the booking tool and support agency. So that's, oh, and sorry, are, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Michael. So who are, who are the typical clients in, the, in, in that? Sure. So we started with smaller smaller accounts when we were just based in the U.S. Right, that was um, about five years ago, and and we were selling to you know your typical twenty to to a hundred person company. Uh, now we've expanded much more into the enterprise. So we're serving accounts you know from Fortune five hundred all the way down to those you know fifty person companies that I talked about. Um, and these accounts are multinational, global. Uh, they're typically, you know, have a very uh, robust program. They need visibility and data and, and uh, global inventory and, and support 24-7, 365. So I would say the, the customers that we're targeting um, with a lot of success are, are, are now uh, even bigger companies than we did in the past, which, which I would call enterprise size companies. Great. So, so take us back. I, I know I interrupted you. Take us back to the, the evolution of the company. So um, you've, you've launched with some of those smaller companies, you moved into the enterprises and, and you moved into really travel um, as you've built out those capabilities globally. What next? Yeah. So, you know, we, we were scaling travel extremely fast. So, you know, from going from uh, a couple employees uh, to within, you know, four or five years to around, you know, a few hundred, 800 or so employees. And, um, you know, raising for a $4 billion valuation and, and hundreds of millions of dollars. And so travel was sort of going on almost autopilot, right? Accounts are signing up with us. Um, we're winning tons and tons of customers. We're expanding globally. We have our playbook. Uh, everything's good to go there. And then we thought, what else can we do to build value for our customers? And when you look at most of the things travel, uh, the messiness comes around payments. It's different currencies, it's needing to submit expense reports, it's saving receipts, it's needing to approve trips and, and have contacts as managers, and then integrate that all those different charges and payments into your ERP. And so we realized that, um, you know, one of the first places that we could provide a lot of value is by actually introducing a virtual card into the travel platform such that when an employee books their flight or their hotel, we can generate a new 16 digit card number and match that perfectly to the trip that they booked. So the finance team doesn't need to reconcile those travel payments at the end of the month. And with a typical, uh, I would say online booking tool that, that you give to your, your, your employees, a lot of companies will put just a, um, a standard credit card, right? They might have a corporate card, they'll put that in the product. And then travelers uh, use that. And then at the end of the month, the finance team reconciles almost line by line um, the, the transaction on the credit card statement with the booking. 
Um, sometimes that's not provided and the travelers actually have to uh, kind of advance their own personal funds, which can have impacts on credit and, and you know, life at home. They need to like kind of front that money and then expense that weeks later and, and you know, get paid back weeks and weeks down the line. So that was sort of the first messiness that we thought we can tackle. And so we raised a $500 million debt facility from Comerica, Goldman, and SVB. And that was really to underwrite the customers coming on to us for their central travel spend that we wanted to, um, you know, to basically put onto our corporate card, which we partner with Stripe and we're on the Visa network. So in combination with these three um, these three pieces, we could underwrite an account, let's say, you know, a Zoom spent, you know, X, X amount per month, we can underwrite them, put those virtual cards in the product, and then send them, uh, send them a bill basically at the end of the month, with a real time reconciled um, uh, travel spend report that they can access anytime they want to, and then they would pay us back uh, on, on, on terms at the end of the month. And so that was sort of um, step number one. Along with, uh, with Stripe, we've, we were actually able to uh, issue physical cards. And so we paired those virtual cards with physical cards. And you would treat that kind of as a companion when you're on the road. So what you would do is you'd have our, our virtual cards to book your trips. And then your physical cards, because we own the entire infrastructure, we can manage the policy around that. So a lot of companies would say, you can spend you know, $75 a day on food while traveling. And so we can set the policy such that those physical cards for those people in that policy actually turn on and can be used when they book a trip within trip actions. And you might say, I can spend you know, $50 a day on Ubers and Lyfts, or I can spend, um, you know, uh, let's say it's a couple of dollars a day on, on, um, on taxis or, or subways, or maybe different meals, or maybe I wanna take my team out to lunch when I'm traveling. And so we allowed you to basically set these policies um, for your travelers so they don't have to pay out of pocket and they don't have to reconcile and um, file expense reports when they're on the go. And that's what we launched in March of early, or actually it was end of February, uh, 2020. I think the last time uh, Tearsheet covered us. And so what is, it's, it's, I really like that story because um, it's not just launching a card, it's launching um a function or the function of a card within the entire trip actions um, sort of portfolio of services that you provide your clients. What, what has been the, what has been the take up of, of, of liquid since you guys launched? It's been massive. So, you know, it, it's interesting you brought up, you know, the, the solution, right? So in normal times, right, pre-pandemic, we know that about 70% of expenses happen while people are traveling. So it was an incredibly natural uh, kind of, transformation to get into payments and to into expense management powered by a fintech. I can talk about why powered by a fintech is much more um, user-friendly than a traditional model, but basically um, it's a no-brainer to add the virtual card into the travel product. It's, it's complimentary, you get a rebate back on your spend, and you automatically reconcile all of your travel payments. So on that product, uh, since we launched it, right, a lot of our Fortune 500 companies, a lot of our small SMBs um, are adopting this like, like crazy. And while people weren't traveling uh, once we got sent home during the pandemic, the team actually spent a lot of time and, and added resources to build end-to-end -end expense management and spend management for our companies. 
And so, you know, normally when we, when we originally launched, it was more of a travel companion. You take it and it's activated when you're on a trip. What we did is we actually built end-to-end expense management. Now what we're doing is we're replacing a lot of our current customers' um, expense management platforms, whether that's a, a Concur, whether that's an Expensify, and people are uh, companies are switching to us and managing those payments and, and spend while people are at home. So instead of doing the, the meals and you know the, the different expenses you would have while traveling, now what we see is people are using our cards to buy things like work from home furniture or to you know DoorDash or Uber Eats. Um, and buy gifts for for employees as they're as they're coming on board, et cetera, all the way into um, different types of software spend and what we call spot purchasing. So people are putting their Zoom licenses on us. They're putting Slack licenses. They're putting um, you know various types of of expenses through our payments platform. And really, what I'd say that the entire value is basically one for the user. You don't need to advance personal funds for corporate spending. Right. That's a that's a pretty odd practice that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure is I, I totally I remember resenting that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember the first time I got a job, I had to travel for work and I had to put two thousand dollars on a personal mm-hmm. credit card and I had to call my mom. And, you know, that was an awkward situation. But um, so that's one. Number two is is actually the active filing expenses, I think, is 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 almost a a pretty big waste of time, right? So so let's think about what you normally do when you file an expense report. You you need to go, um, let's say you go to a restaurant, right? You pay digitally with your corporate card or or your personal card. And then you ask the restaurant, right? The restaurant needs to print out a receipt uh, onto a piece of paper. Then you need to take that piece of paper, take a photo of it and upload that back digitally. And then you need to code all the context, right? And with, with our platform, right, we know what trip you're on. We know who you're with because we integrate to the calendar. We knew what you were doing because it's obviously it's part of the calendar. We know who the vendor is so we can apply that to a specific policy. And then when you swipe our physical cards, we actually in off, we run that against the policy that your admin has set for you. We add all of that context. And then we even automatically approve it, right? I don't care if one of my employees buys a hot dog or a pizza for lunch, as long as they're staying within the policy that I've set for them that they can spend on a meal on a specific day, whether they're traveling or not, um, that's what gets automated. So now managers don't just you know, ignore or just click through because they've got, uh, they've got emails to approve things without context. And finance teams don't, you know, obviously don't need to review that and it goes automatically into the ERP. So it automates the entire process of expense management. And ultimately the CFO now has full real-time visibility into all business spend. So you can look at one dashboard and you can see what one IT manager is buying in Zoom licenses in Australia. And you can see you know, what a person in, in the UK is booking a flight. And you can see what someone in California is uh, uh, grabbing lunch for. And you can you know, sort that by different departments and cost centers and regions and just get real-time visibility into your business spend instead of uh, catching it you know, a month or, or two later once people have submitted their expenses. So, so very interesting journey. Um, it- couple points of feedback. Like, I guess as you get deeper into expense management, you probably have to change your name. I'm just kidding about that. But, um, you know, in the same way that you guys embraced, you know, online travel and, and embracing the agency part of that as part of the offering, I guess, as you get deeper into payments and expense management, is there a thought to go deeper um, into, I guess, purchases, expense, expense, 
um, like commerce, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we, the way I the way I view TripActions Liquid is is really the the spend management sort of vehicle and visibility. And you've got a couple arms of that, right? You have travel, which is a big piece of, of corporate spend. You've got expenses, which are closely tied to travel, but sometimes not, right? Especially as we have a, a distributed workforce. And then you've got your sort of procurement arm. And right now we're really sticking into the spot purchasing, trying to you know enable the distribution of spend at companies and then still allow uh, teams to understand what's being spent. I know, you know shadow IT and, and some of these things are, are really big categories. And I think eventually we'll get into deeper um, you know, parts of the, the whole procurement sort of arm, but we're definitely not uh, focused there right now. It's really the, the expense management and spot purchasing um, where we're playing today, of course, along with the travel piece. Uh, you mentioned earlier in our conversation, Michael, about um, getting a fintech to do things for you um, versus, I guess, going to incumbents. Can you talk about, um, I guess, what the, what the evolution has felt like internally as you get deeper and deeper into fintech itself? Yeah, I mean, we've we've been really lucky to have um, partners and and have technologies and softwares out there that just allow us to do these things a lot faster than if we were trying to do it ourselves, right? So we've got Stripe that connects to a bank and then is ultimately the issuer of the virtual cards and the physical cards. Um, we've got companies like CreditSafe, which help us underwrite extremely quickly. Um, we've got you know, various uh, companies like Plaid. So if a company wants to, or an employee wants to um, expense something that they paid for on their personal card, it's actually an amazing experience. You connect your bank account through Plaid, and then you can just select which transactions were mm. uh, work-related. And you know, then we use Modern Treasury, and we can pay you back within a day um, for your expenses. <laughs> so, so all of these various types of fintech products, um, we're able to leverage to be able to go to market a lot faster and with a much, much more, I would say, better and seamless experience. Um, that that allows us to do what we do best, which is to build amazing application layers and um, basically, you know, products for our, for our customers to use. And we leverage other, other sort of larger players to um, focus on the infrastructure and, and manage that piece because doing both would be uh, a, a really, really big endeavor that um, would slow us down a lot. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess um, as we come to the end of the conversation, what, What's up, what's up next for Trip Actions Liquid? Like, what do you, what is, what's on the plate for this year? It sounds like you, you know, there's been a lot of change, a lot of growth. Uh, I guess we'll start traveling again uh, soon, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, so what are you guys gearing up for? So, you know, we're focused on growth. Uh, we've raised, you know, quite a lot of money, um, and we're we're putting that toward developing products, um, hiring employees, and and going global. And so what, what we're really focused on right now, it's top of mind for me, is, is one, completely automating expense management. So that way an employee swipes a card and they don't have to do anything, right? And that's not just the employee side. That's also the manager and the finance team. We want to completely automate that. Um, the, next, the next thing we're focused on building is really, really deep uh, visibility and analytics onto all of your business spend. I'd say that's kind of the, the second pillar of, of the way we look at our product and our priorities. Um, third, which, which we're very, very focused on right now is, is uh, global. So we're actually, as, as Stripe is able to um, issue cards globally and in different currencies, we're building our product to be able to emulate that and, and add on these various um, currencies. So 
Euros coming very, very soon, GBP uh, soon, then um, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. So continuing to expand our, our footprint globally um, with our partners. And then lastly is, is that piece we talked about around um, spot purchasing, just building and enabling um, a lot more decentralization of spend plus visibility and getting deeper into the, the spot purchasing place. So that's kind of you know a, a little high overview of, of where we look at our product and um, priorities. And, and that's what we're very, very focused on building for the rest of the year and continuing to go up market with our expense management and, and spend management platform. Well, well, best of luck, Michael. Thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great conversation.